No. This is wrong. It is my duty to act in your best interest. And it is why I can no longer condone this unjust occupation. They wish to intimidate us. To scare us. But we shall not cower at their acts of oppression. Must be Bad Batch Friday. Greetings, Bucketheads. Mayvar Tigar. Welcome to the 69th Separatist Saving episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is always via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You also have the possibility to email the show. The possibility, the opportunity, the choice. Email us, mandovisiontom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible, we're so inclined. Best way to support the show is giving us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They help in small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, and punch the evil algorithm right in its throat. All right, we're back. Like I said, it's Bad Batch Friday. We're here for, for uh, Season 1, Episode 10, Common Ground. Ooh. We got some stuff to talk about with this one. This episode is uh, getting kind of blasted online as being a filler episode. And, um, you know, I guess I see their argument for that. But I, I got some things to say about the show uh, that I, I like this episode. It's, I, I think it's a bit, of a, a bit of a letdown coming off last week's Battle of the Bounty Hunters between Cad Bane and Fennec Shand. But I'm still enjoying myself with this series. So I think those those criticisms are a little unfair, but you know we'll talk about that a little bit more. So we we, we got to get into the show proper, and and the best way to do that, you know what you have to do. You know what time it is. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. So, when's our next mission? With two bounty hunters after you, it'd be wise to keep a low profile. Tech's right. There's too much heat on us right now. Ha! I never stopped us before! The kid's been through enough. She needs a break. She seems fine to me. Yes, as we said, Season 1, Episode 10. This is Common Ground. Directed by Saul Ruiz. Written by... Ooh. <laughs> Gersimaran Sandu. Story editor, Matt Mishnovitz. Hey now. Uh, again, like I said, this episode is getting... Uh, sort of, I feel unfairly, uh, unfairly criticized as a as a filler type of episode, and uh, I don't think that's very fair. So our plot description for this episode: the Batch has their ideology challenged, and yes, we will be talking about that momentarily. But we have a really nice cast in this episode, aside from uh, the usuals, uh, who I'll read their names off all in a minute here. But uh, uh, I was delighted, delighted to hear the voice of Alexander Siddig in this episode. I, I 
just I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of Star Trek D Space Nine. So having him be on the show I thought was really, really cool, and I was really excited to hear that. So yes. But as we go down the order, D Bradley Baker once again as the Bad Batch and the Clone Troopers. Michelle Ang is Omega. Liam O'Brien is back as Bolo. Shelby Young is Captain Bragg. Rhea Perlman is back as Sid. Cyan Clifford is GS8, the the, the nice protocol droid. Uh, Sam Regal is Ketch, and Alexander Siddig is Senator Avi Singh. And yeah, so this episode starts off with uh, we go to Raxus, a planet we've not seen in in, in quite some time on the show. Uh, I think the last time we saw Raxus was back in in the Clone Wars, and uh, they are a we'll we'll. we'll, we'll we will find this out through the course of the episode, in case you don't remember Raxus, if you're new. Uh, but we find out that Raxus is one of the Separatist worlds. Uh, and at one point during the, during the Clone Wars series, I think it was the home of the, uh, the, the Separatist Senate at the time as well. Uh, so they were, they were neck deep in the Clone Wars as far as you know, getting away from the Republic, starting to be their own place. But like many of the other planets that aligned with the Separatists, you know, they didn't know the sort of conflict they were getting involved in. I mean, they were probably a planet that was being choked by Republic regulations and taxations and all these other things that we sort of saw in A Phantom Menace. You know, sort of like the reason why so many planets were rebelling against the Republic and wanted out and wanted the the ability to govern themselves. And, you know, this episode is called Common Ground because uh, we have to have our former Republic, you know, troopers, our former Republic commandos, if you will, um rescue us a, a former separatist and realize that uh, the old ways are gone. You know, the Republic versus the separatists, that battle's over. It's now everyone who cherishes freedom versus the Empire. And that's something that the Batch has to come to terms with because very much in the beginning of this episode, uh, they struggle with the idea of rescuing a, a separatist. And let's go ahead and queue it up as, as, as the Batch gets back to Ord Mantel, which is where we catch up with them after we see Senator Avi Singh being uh, arrested by the Imperials after he encourages the populace of Raxus to defy Imperial rule. Uh, we cut back to the Batch. They're just getting back to Ord Mantell from, from rescuing Omega. And they're, uh, you know, we got Wrecker and Omega having the, the Mantell mix and having a good time with that. And Omega chomping at the bit, <laughs> quite literally in this case, because she's munching that oil on that Mantell mix for the next mission. Uh, but Hunter is is uh, is very apprehensive about putting Omega back in the field in the in this case because you know two bounty hunters after him, time to lay low. But of course, Sid has another mission, and with the batch still being in debt to Sid, uh, it's time to time, they got to keep making credits or they're gonna they risk being exposed by Sid to the Empire. So let's go ahead and check out the scene as Sid lays out the new mission for the batch. I've got a mission for you boys. A simple extraction on Raxis. Raxis? That is the former center of the Separatist government. It has since become an Imperial outpost. I'm not interested in a history lesson, Goggles. You're being hired to locate and free Senator Avi Singh from his confinement. My client will meet you at the given coordinates to brief you. Details are on this. Now get going. All right, so we'll stop it right there because Hunter has a problem with this, and I I think it's warranted. I mean, Sid is running them ragged at this point, but they owe, and 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 Sid is not the sort of uh, tr- uh, trendosian to to uh, not 
use an asset to bring in credits. And, and uh, I think you can sort of see how Hunter is, is really chafing against this sort of uh, indentured servitude that they're in to Sid right now. Let's hear uh, Hunter's response. Help us, Separatist. Not gonna happen. Your debt's still not paid, remember? A job's a job. So Hunter goes to take Sid uh, a little away from the rest of the group, away from Omega, and they're gonna have a little bit more of a chat here. I am not bringing Omega to a planet swarming with Imperials. So leave her here with me. I'll keep an eye on her. I don't exactly trust you either. Good, you shouldn't. But if keeping the kids safe means more money in my pocket, it's in my best interest to do so, isn't it? If anything happens to her... Yeah, yeah, Bandana, just get out of here, will you? I really like her calling him Bandana. <laughs> and Tech Goggles and all the all the nicknames she has for her. It's very much Rhea Perlman uh, channeling her, her past uh, career as a bartender. As a waitress at a bar in Cheers, as as Carla, and so I enjoy that being, you know, just the the the, the wiseacre, right? I don't know. Okay, so we got the, we got the mission, and again, the batch is very begrudging about this. They they are sort of feel forced into doing this uh, because they have these debts to Sid that they have to clear, and they're going to leave Omega. You know, the, they're they're weary. Hunter in particular is weary about taking Omega back into the field because of all the danger, the bounty hunters, that whole situation, the heat that they now have on them because of this situation, because of uh, the, the, the Kaminoans attempting to get Omega back. And I, I feel like we can understand where he's coming from. Yes, he's being over, he's being protective. Um, it, it is coming from a, a good place. And oh, you gotta remember, Omega is a child. Uh, but it's interesting the way she sort of views herself as, uh, or Sid kind of outright says that she's like useless and uh that's an interesting scene as well but it sort of forces omega to uh to confront that head on is like you know yes she's small she's undersized under muscled um but she has other attributes that can help the team and i think this episode is does a really great job of showing what the attributes are you know like like cutting to the chase because we don't need to go all the way through this episode in in the, sort of like the, the 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 detail that we did in in previous ones. I mean, we can just kind of get into this right now. You know, uh, Omega is going to pair up with Sid, and 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 play uh, Dejeric, the the hollow chess game that we're also familiar with with uh, from episode four, and it was also featured in Solo. And and Omega is quite good at it, very gifted, very wins a lot of money, and is able to clear the debts of the team. And, and so that puts them in a whole new position in relation to Sid and the jobs they take, or if they decide to take more jobs at all from Sid. And, and, you know, with this new confronted ideology challenge that they had in this episode, I think that makes for an interesting place to move forward for them. Um, and we'll, t we'll talk about a little bit more about that in, uh, as we kind of get there. But that's what I think this episode does so well, is it, is it gives Omega something else that she's really, really good at. And another way to be a contributor to the to the squadron that's maybe less physical, less maybe in the field, in the in the thick of the battle, as it is, as it were. Especially if there's bounty hunters and there's Imperials, and you know, I mean, she's still a kid. You gotta you gotta recognize that fact, and Hunter does, and and so he wants to be cautious with her. But now we know that she is, and again, this was hinted at back in the first episode that strategy is is part of Omega's makeup. That she is good at, at tactics and strategy, 
And it was something that I, I was a little surprised they got away from so so quickly. But I think Omega wanted to get away from that. She wanted to be part of the squad. She wanted to be part of the batch. Uh, and she wanted to be in the action, learn how to use weapons, be you know a, a field proficient, if you will. Um, but her role, her potential role going forward as the group's tactician, uh, could be very very interesting. Uh, you know, especially coupled with with Hunter's skills of being a tactical uh, leader as well. So they could be a very formidable force uh, with Omega kind of calling the shots, being the shot caller, if you will. And that would be an interesting dynamic too, if that comes to pass. Uh, will how will Hunter go? How will Hunter feel about that? Having Omega call the shots, I think he'll be okay with it. Honestly, I think his his feelings and his trust in Omega continue to grow every episode, and. It'll be a lot of fun to kind of keep exploring that. All right, so I want to put a pin in that part of the conver- uh, uh, that part of the episode, and let's focus on the batch and going to Raxus. And you know, they make contract with the droid, and it's it's sort of I don't want to say it's like by the numbers, you know, because we see Tech he hacks into the cameras, and and the the same thing that that Crosshair you know accuse him of being predictable for they do again in this episode, and and uh, it, it's it's all good and well because they're gonna go rescue Avi Singh, they're gonna. Uh, free them from the Imperials. They're going to con- do their mission. They're going to complete their objective. What I thought was interesting in this episode, and this was something that was going on in the early episodes, but uh, it sort of, I don't know if it was intentionally done or if it was just circumstance, but when they're on Bracca and Crosshair's forces are there to apprehend them, to bring them in, well, maybe not even apprehend them, maybe just to kill them. You know, the Bad Batch, uh, Wrecker in particular, had no problem killing the clone troopers and but in many of the episodes before that and now this episode in particular uh they're they're stunning people they're 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 um incapacitating them and that is that sort of makes a lot of sense because of what we know before you know they still again they, they still view the regs as brothers and they're not trying to kill their brothers in that in that sense so i wonder how that played out when they were discussing how the action was going to go, the behind the scenes discussion went, uh, when discussing about the crosshair episodes, because like I said, I mean, you see Wrecker just tossing uh, clone troopers off off the off very high, 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 high areas, and I'm pretty sure they did not uh, bounce <laughs> and and recover from their landings. So I, that was something I definitely noticed. Lots of stuns, lots of incapac- incapacitating. Uh, they even used like stun grenades. Uh, and it, don't worry. I mean, it's a neat, it's a really neat tactic, a neat effect. But you wonder if that was that part of the tactics because it was quieter than blasters and, and dead troopers everywhere, or is it like these are our brothers and you know y- yes they're serving the empire but they don't deserve to die for that. So I'm, I'm I'm sort of curious if that will be explored or addressed at some point down the road. Um, but yeah, something something that I caught and and uh, piqued my interest. So I do want to play the clip. I want to cut back to Omega a little bit and talk about her stories a little bit more. This is when uh, when when Sid's playing playing the the Jarek first, and Omega comes over to help her and wins the game. When despite the fact it looked like she was about to lose, so let's go ahead and play this a little bit. How'd you know to do that? It's a strategy game. I'm good at strategy. Hmm. How good? Enough to uh, win a few matches for some money. Depends. What's my cut? There you go. Thirty huh. percent. I like the negotiations here. Sixty. 
and I think you can tell at that point, Sid uh, reluctantly agrees, but sees the potential to make a lot of money off of uh, Omega playing Dejeric at the bar. And again, I, I, I want to sort of reiterate, the, this episode is being criticized by a lot of folks as a filler episode. Um, but I think there's some important developments here for Omega. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we sort of take a step back from some of like the, the deeper mythology, some of the revelations we were getting in the last episodes um, about her, you know, being the, being the, the pure genetic clone of Django, just a, a female version. Uh, and obviously the the action was so much intense there was so much intensity in the last episode or two you know first with uh crosshair fighting against the batch uh cad bane showing up abducting omega and then the battle to get omega back as cad bane gets in the goes into combat with fennec shand uh so like those are like two really like high intensity episodes right there uh this one throttles back a little bit and it starts to give us a, again. Those, those were those episodes were very very focused on the batch on Omega and like the smaller aspect of the story. This one pumps the brakes and pulls us back into the galaxy at large, and and we see again the the way the Empire is unfurling across the galaxy, and I think that's really really an interesting thing. I wish this this is like the one angle of the story I wish was explored a little bit more is, is sort of like the, the political angle. And I understand that you know this is sort of an all ages a Star Wars show, so you can't throw too much politics in there because like you know, kids don't understand it or, or they just don't care. It's probably more like the case. I mean, Hunter even says it at one point: "Stop talking about politics. We're here to get the target." And, and, I, and I think that's sort of like the end of the political conversation. But it's an interesting aspect of the, of the episode that I wish they had pulled like a uh, uh, focus on just a touch more, because yeah, I mean, again, we talked about it earlier. Think about these separatists. I mean, some of these 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 nations, some of these worlds. I don't think they went into it with the intention of, uh, you know, uh, they they wanted their own independence. They wanted to be free from the republic for various reasons. The republic had become corrupt. Uh, the, 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 again, the taxation of trade routes. Uh, you know, all these other issues were putting pressure on some of these worlds. So they they wanted to break away. I, it wasn't for sinister reasons. It was because they were manipulated into doing so. Because, again, Sidious was playing the long game with all of them. Uh, and, again, we also get to explore uh, Separatist leadership and, and how that looks now. Again, a lot of... We, we saw Anakin, before before becoming Darth Vader, uh, eliminating the, the hierarchy of the Separatists. But, I mean, that was, again, that was mostly the Trade Federation and the Banking Clan and the Techno Union. Now we're now we're looking at worlds, you know, individual worlds who again just wanted to be free from the yoke of the Republic, and now they've replaced that, you know, again they've replaced the Republic, which probably all in all, but compared to the Empire, wasn't half bad. But now they've been replaced by tyranny, and tyranny now is, is the tyrants oversee them, and that is a way worse situation than what they had going on with the Republic, and and they should feel like they've been duped because they have been duped. And and having this senator, having uh, Avi Singh, realize that realize that he can't just go along with tyranny existing on Raxus and, and trying to encourage the populace to stand up against it. This is an interesting thing. I mean, you, got, you remember you're in the early days of the empire, and in one sense, this is when rebellion should be fostering the most because this is when the empire is probably at its weakest because it's not firmly established. By the time of a new hope. You know, that's when, when you're like, you know, they've been going on for 20 something years at that point. 
and you're like, oh, they're pretty, they're pretty well seated across the galaxy. Uh, but this is this is a period of turmoil, and uh, that's an interesting avenue to explore. And I wish they had done a little bit better job of exploring that in this episode. And that's probably my biggest knock on this particular one is I would have liked to have seen that explored a little bit more. But we do get to explore it at least a little bit through Avi Singh, through the people of Raxus and the planet of Raxus. As, as again, we see this, this galaxy changing from the Republic, from the Separatists, to the Galactic Empire. And uh, again, I find that interesting. I want to see that explored more, whether that's in a second season or, or, or something like that. I don't know. But that's a really neat, neat aspect of the show, and I want to see more of that, please. All right, so now we're going to cut back to Captain Bragg, the Imperial Captain, the female Imperial Captain. I think it's important to note that. Uh, interrogating, or preparing to interrogate Avi Singh about his his rebellious nature, about about inciting rebellion on Raxus. And uh, we get to see an Imperial interrogation droid uh, and uh, an Imperial drink some wine. So check it out. I think it's a good scene. Check it out. Defying Imperial law and openly inciting civil discord. I thought we had an understanding, Senator. I refuse to be your puppet. My loyalty is to the people, not the Empire. An unwise choice. Regardless, we will acquire what we need from you. Your draconian tactics won't work on me, Captain Bragg. That would be a first. There she goes for the wine. And here comes the interrogation droid. It's a slightly different model than what we see in Episode 4, A uh, New Hope, when, when Vader is interrogating Princess Leia. Uh, but it's at this point that the Bad Batch spring into action, and they're going to get Singh out of there. They're, they throw down the, the grenade. But uh, Bragg is able to alert security that there's been a breach, and that draws all forces onto Clone Force 99 in their effort to escape with the asset Avi Singh. And uh, again, this is I, I love this. This is great action in here. It's really, really fun stuff. Uh, they they commandeer a tank, you know, one of the ones we've seen from from the Clone Wars. That you know we haven't switched over to uh, to ATATs yet or ATATs, depending on how you prefer to say it. Uh, so very, very, still very familiar weaponry and and uh, equipment at this point of the Empire too. But eventually, we're able to we get to a point where uh, Singh is able to lead them to some subterranean tunnels. They blast their way in. Record closes the hole behind them, and they're able to start making their escape. And, uh, yeah, really strong stuff. There. I think it's really strong. I think it's a solid action sequence. It's a lot of fun. And, again, you're, you're, at this point, the Batch has sort of come to terms with, with, this, with this guy, with, with obviously this former separatist. And uh, they're, they're beginning to realize, again, that common ground. The title of the episode is like, it's not about separatists and republic anymore. You know, you may have been enemies at one point, but now there's a new enemy and you have to stand together to stop them. All right, so the the batch and, and Senator Avi Singh are about to make their escape, uh, and and Avi pauses for a moment, and I want to kind of play this bit too, because again, I love that Alexander Siddig is doing this episode, uh, so I want to play as much of him as I can. Check it out. What am I doing? I cannot abandon my people. I must help them. You will, Senator, but not if you are in imperial custody. She's right. Live to fight another day. And that's Echo saying that. Echo, who's the most verbally opponent, opposed to this mission. You 
All right, so they're going to board the ship and head back to Ord Mantell. And, and we'll, we'll kind of check in with, with Omega and, and Hunter's uh, closing scene in, in a little bitty bit. But I, I, I also wanted to, I meant to mention this earlier. Um, Senator Avi Singh has got a, 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 like this weird like, kind of like laser monocle, and it's very interesting. I don't know how practical it is to have that on all the time when you're on the run. I don't know if his eyesight's that bad, that he needs the, the laser monocle on all the time. Uh, but it gives him a very distinct Mr. intergalactic Mr. Peanut look, and I, I, I respect that. I respect that look quite a bit. All right, so let's go ahead and play the clip. Uh, they're back at Ormantel. They come into the bar as as Omega is winning another game of the Jarek, and uh, Hunter not real stoked of, about what he sees. Uh, but Omega has an ally this time in Sid, which is a really interesting turn, considering they were sort of not necessarily adversarial at the beginning of the episode, but... They seem to have reached an accord, at, at the very least, because uh, Omega is, is proving her usefulness and, and is profiting. But so is Omega, as, as we will find out in the clip. Here we go. I told you to keep a low profile. This is the opposite. Ease up, Bandana. Omega made enough money to pay off the debt you boys owe me. So try showing a little gratitude to my friend. You did good. Senator, glad you made it. All right. So, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to check out the other part of that clip in just a second. But, again, it, uh, a nice turn of events for Omega and Sid's relationship right there. I really like that. Okay, so, obviously, this is a podcast. This is an audio format. You will not see what happens a minute ago. But everyone's kind of moving off. The batch is moving off. Sid and, and Avi Singh are moving away. Uh, and as the batch is moving past Hunter... Uh, Wrecker gives him a good shoulder bump for for being kind of mean to Omega, actually fairly mean to Omega. So that's that's, and 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 Hunter knows that, and Hunter feels bad about that after the information he just received. So let's kind of play the last little bit of the clip here. You really paid off our debt. I wanted to be useful, even if I couldn't go on the mission. How about we put those strategy skills to the test? One match. If you win, then no more sitting out on missions. And here we go. You ready for this? Are you? And all right, there it is. That's that's where we're going to end up. And I think it's a safe bet. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Omega wins the Jajera game. (laughs) <laughs> and would be on the missions going forward. But again, her role may be very different moving forward. You know, Hunter might now be able to to see her, the, the 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 extra value that she is as a tactician, uh, dictating moves, and and telling them, feeding them intel. Basically, I you know I don't know, just a, a, a sort of like a battle battlefield general in a, in a sense. You know, giving her the intel, and then she decides the proper course of action for them. It may not be a case of child endangerment for much longer. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. You know, that's one thing we haven't really talked about with Omega going into these missions. It's like, oh, I guess they don't have child endangerment in the, in the Star Wars galaxy. But, you know, hey, whatever. All's well that ends well. Um, again, 
this this episode is, is being criticized. It's being called filler. I think there's some nice moments in this episode. I do not think of it as filler, as an episode that's just kind of there to exist between like the mythology-based episodes or the world-building episodes or just like the high-intensity action scenes. Uh, it, I, I think there's some solid pieces in this episode, and it, it's enjoyable. I wish they'd spent some more time in the political aspect of the show. But, you know, the, again, the show's not geared for me. It's geared for everyone. So I think we'll get a chance to explore more of, of this, this rollout of Imperial tyranny uh, as, as we kind of work our way through the galaxy, as we sort of see it. But it was important for the Batch to see it from a different perspective, that Separatists aren't the enemy anymore. You know, it, it's, you know, you are with the Empire or you aren't. That's the new battle line. That's where they have to figure it out. You know, it, it, if you're on the side of the Empire, you're on the side of, of, of wrong. And, and they need to make, be able to make that distinction now. They need to sort of understand that, that separatists, again, like Raxus, were, were, were promised something, were lulled into something, were duped into something that, that was never going to be delivered to them. And, and uh, I think this episode was a good, learning, good place for them to learn that. So, yeah, so hopefully they have a more open opinion of uh, former separatists who are now just under the boot heel of the Empire like everybody else is. Unless you are a conspirator world, and then you're you're just part of the problem. You're just part of the problem. I'm so I'm again. I I, I like this episode enough. I give it a seven. Um, you know, I, I would probably be persuaded if you got me on a bad day. I'd probably say a six. But I, I think a seven is is is, is solid enough. There's enough there's enough nuggets here that I really liked. Uh, and again, enough character stuff here that I really really liked. I liked Omega maybe finding a new role in the squad that wasn't based on her having a blaster and being uh, in, in the field necessarily. Though I suspect she will find plenty of opportunities to get into the field, <laughs> particularly as, as uh, she grows with the batch. You know, Maybe she'll come into her own a little bit more physically uh, down the road. But for now, the, uh, potentially a role as, the, as their, their uh, st- uh, strategist, tactician, whatever you want to call it. So I like, I, again, I dig it. I dig it so much. I want to I, I want to get out of here. Let's wrap this show up, all right? Because that was the Bad Batch. Bad Batch Friday is at an end. But don't worry. On Monday, you'll have a new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch series. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We have Lightsaber Lost coming on Monday. Get ready for that. And then the following Monday, oh, we kick off a big one. We kick off the Mandalore plot. And I am so excited to talk to you all about the Mandalore plot. Don't even... Uh, don't underestimate me on that one. I am pumped for that one. All right. But let's get out of here. Bad Batch Friday is at an end. Remember, you can follow the show, Mando underscore, excuse me, at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Audible, Amazon, and so many, many more. And if there's something we're not on, just let me know. I'll make sure we get on there. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you can take the time, one of the easiest ways to support the show is a sweet, sweet, sweet five-star review. They are what help independent, small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, and uh, kick the algorithm right in, it, in its face. Nice uh, Chuck Norris-style roundhouse kick to its face. So we like that very, very much. I hope everyone has a great 4th of July weekend. I hope everyone goes, has a good time. Uh, be safe, be responsible, but uh, eat lots of hot dogs and hamburgers because uh, uh, they're my favorite. Or, you know, veggie dogs if you're into that thing. It's all good. 
Have fun. Be safe. We'll be back on Monday. Yes, we will be back on Monday. I know the, the 4th of July is Sunday and the 5th is observed, but we don't do holidays on this podcast. Oh, I mean, we respect them, but we still put out episodes. <laughs> That's all that matters, right? It's Clone Wars Monday, Bad Batch Friday. Holidays can fall wherever they want. Those shows are still coming out, and you can listen to them at your convenience. That is the beauty of a podcast. All right. Again, my name is Tom, Nargai Tom. Thank you for listening to the Mando Vision Podcast. If you're new to this show... Thank you so much for checking us out. I hope you've liked what you've heard and you come back and hang out with us and uh, become become one of the Bucketheads. And, and, and we have a lot of fun here uh, in the Buckethead Army. Army? Legion? I forget what word I've used before. Anyways, I hope you've liked the show if you're a new listener. And again, to all the listeners who've been here for, since the beginning, thank you so much for your continued support. It means the world to me. And uh, I, I hope I remind you of, of that enough. Because uh, without you all here, I'm just talking to myself. And I do enough of that on my own anyways. Let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here on this one. What did Din Djarin say when Boba Fett asked where the bathroom was? This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.